Hello and welcome to another episode of the Property Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Gordon Doan, and today we're going to be talking about teamwork. But before we jump into all that, I'll give you my usual weekly update. So this week I've got properly back into my running, which is really good after my slight ankle injury um, following my previous half marathon a couple of weekends ago. I've got another half marathon in two weekends time, so I'm busy preparing for that. Um, So this week I gently eased myself back into it. So I did two runs during the week. I think I went uh, Tuesday and Thursday night and just did a couple of kilometres each night to get my uh, get the feeling back, uh, make sure that my ankle was fully sound um, before doing 5k on Saturday, the 5k park run that I normally do, which was really quite good because actually we went to a different one than we normally do this weekend. Um, so I went with snow again, so snow loves doing the park run, but we went to a different one. So we went to the one at Plot Court, which is called Gloucester North Park Run, and it was its 200th ever park run. So it was the 200th event, so that was really good. So they had a lot of people there celebrating that. They had paces out for the day. Um, so it was a really good event and it was nice to do something a bit different. I run there fairly regularly um, in the evenings, but I had never done the actual park run on a Saturday before. So it was a really good experience. So it was good to get back out, do the 5K, uh, do it in a decent time as well. So I did it in about 24 minutes, which is quite good, Twenty, just over 24 minutes. So uh, my personal best is just over 23 minutes. So not too bad after a kind of a week or two of taking it easy. Uh, which was really quite nice. So really good to get back into it. I've been spending about half an hour to 40 minutes each evening kind of mobilising my ankles and my hips, so doing different exercises and stretches to ensure my range of motion isn't hindered or constricted in too, uh, too badly. So that's really paid off. So this week I'm going to increase the mileage again, so hopefully get up to about twice what I've done now so get up to about 10k again um and that'll that'll do me probably maybe go 15k the week after before the before the half marathon again but because we've not got too much time I'm just focusing on slowly up in the mileage before before that race so so yeah so hopefully that'll be good so hopefully you've all had um good week so far um good weekend last weekend and enjoyed the sun because it was uh, nice and sunny so when i was out running it was lovely and warm which made a really nice change so let's jump into today's podcast so i really wanted to talk about teamwork because you know um a lot of people talk about having a power team um for your property business or any business um you know your property business your power team might include you know an accountant um a couple of estate agents a mortgage broker solicitors that kind of thing so you may have quite a team you might have admin assistants you might have um, a pa that you've outsourced stuff to um you know uh, you might have um architects builders etc all of these people could potentially be on your power team now the reason i want to talk about team working and how to get the most out of your team was because i was having a conversation um with a friend of mine earlier in the week and they were talking about a project they were trying to deliver it was it wasn't a property related project uh, project it was something else and they were talking um about somebody else who had let them down so they'd had a partner a business partner and they were supposed to deliver a project and he his he had responsibility for a certain number of tasks and his partner had responsibility for a certain number of tasks so 
in the property related world maybe one person would have been responsible for finding properties um to to um, take control of and maybe the other partner was responsible for finding the tenants to put into the properties and managing the properties maybe that was the split for example if we're putting this in a kind of a property related um uh, metaphor so he was telling me that this person this partner had let him down and hadn't delivered his element and he, he hadn't known that he wasn't going to be able to deliver so he wanted to know how to, to, to kind of deal with that so it's important to you know to look at your team the first thing i mentioned the power team so the first thing is make sure you look at your power team and review who's in your team are you using the right people so you know have they got the skill set you need them to to be able to deliver what you need them to deliver so if you're looking for a solicitor for example if you've got a solicitor on your team and they're always late but they're really cheap then maybe you shouldn't be using those solicitors for the deals that you need a quick turnaround on it's great using those solicitors for the longer term uh, deals the ones that you can take longer on because there's no uh, urgency about the deal so you can use those now if there is a time uh, constraint and you need to get a project done then instead of using the solicitor you know is going to be late then why don't you look for another solicitor and find a solicitor who's going to be um, able to deliver on time now that's probably going to cost you slightly more but then you've got to find that balance and having the two solicitors so one who can do it quick uh, but slightly more expensive and one that takes longer but is slightly cheaper allows you to flex your team as appropriate when you're delivering your project. So that's a good example of utilizing your power team and having the right power team, having the right people on your power team to be able to deliver to whatever the requirements come down the line. And that's just one example. You could take that example and project that across all the different kinds of uh, people and team members that you've got um, and, and to cover all the different skill sets. So that's one example of how you kind of make sure that you've got you you can deal with this appropriately. Make sure you've got a wide enough team and you know enough people that you can take care of business. The next thing is if somebody consistently lets you down, whether it's a partner or somebody, you know, a contractor or, or whatever, if somebody consistently lets you down, then stop doing business with them. So why would you, even if you really like the person, you know, it might be a friend or a family member, you know, but they're consistently late or consistently don't deliver as you've asked for, you know, why would you keep doing business with them? So stop, stop doing business. At that point, it's just laziness and you're trying to get out of doing the work of finding somebody else to replace them or you don't want to hurt their feelings. But actually, it's not doing you any favors. It's always setting you back and it's costing you business and it's costing your business custom. So why would you keep working with that person if they keep letting you down? Now, I'm all for giving people a second chance. You know, there's usually a mitigating, there can be mitigating circumstances or something like that. You know, there may well be a good reason um, for this. But if it continually happens, then you've got to look and say, right, is that person a right fit for my business? Now, that's not to say the second somebody does something wrong um, to get rid of them, quite the opposite like i said everybody deserves a second chance and usually there's mitigating circumstances so if somebody's been with you for a long time and they've worked really well and they've given you everything you've needed and you know everything's been going well then you know if something goes wrong as a one-off 
then you know give that person the benefit of the doubt. Have you know you don't even need to have a word with them at that point. If it happens a second time, it's probably worth having having a conversation and seeing if you can put it right. And then if it's ha- if it happens a third time, the third time for me is probably um, the time that you kind of have that strong word and, and look for somebody else because, uh, like I say, I believe in giving everybody second second chances and giving them the benefit of the doubt but you don't want to let it become into a habit because it's going to cost you and it's going to cost your business. So we really don't want to do that. The other thing is you really want to look at teamwork as a relay race. I think this is a really good metaphor for teamwork. So if you've got a team doing a relay race, so think of athletes doing a relay race. So um, that's where, you know, you've got somebody, it can be various distance, but say somebody runs a hundred meters, passes the baton to another team member they run 100 metres, pass the baton to another person, they run 100 metres to the finish line. So there's a number of people in the race um, got to hand the baton from one person to another. So it's each person's responsibility to make sure that um, you get to the end. So each person has a set responsibility. So each person in that particular example has their specific 100 metres to run with the baton and then pass the baton on to the next person. Now, so it's clear in that that each person has their 100 metres to run. So your solicitor, for example, now that's a bad example. Let's pick something else. Let's say you've outsourced to a PA doing your social media for for, for your business. So each week, maybe you have a, a Skype meeting or, or a call with your PA and you get them to... Um, you give them some ideas of what you want them to put social on your social media accounts and then you kind of leave it in their hands. Now, that person may be a social media expert. So every week they get on, they deliver and everything's hunky-dory. They deliver that perfectly. So you keep using them week after week. You're giving them stuff. You have a weekly call. They consistently deliver. So you keep using them, which is good stuff. Now, you may decide that further down the line, you want to outsource uh, your meeting um, uh, scheduling. So you contact your PA who's already doing your social media stuff and you get them to do your social media. Uh, you get them to do your meeting scheduling as well as your social media. So now they're doing this, but actually this isn't their forte. So they're really good at executing the social media strategy for you. They're really great at getting that on. They deliver great content on time, every time. They engage with your customers and your audience, so everything goes well. But actually, the scheduling meeting isn't their forte. So maybe they get the first few right, um, then a couple start going wrong, and they start putting meetings in on the wrong days, the wrong times, they put in the wrong locations, maybe they arrange meetings with the wrong people by accident. So things start to go wrong. Now, the problem here is you've got somebody that's executing really perfectly on the one thing, but you've asked them to do something that's out of their lane. So um, it's important, and I think this is important for entrepreneurs because entrepreneurs can be particularly guilty of um, straying from their lane, so doing things they're not good at to, to cut corners and save money. Now, you really do need to do that at the start of your business, but as your business grows, you really want to outsource the things that you're not good at, So, and you want to find people that are good at doing those things. So in this the example we're just talking about, you really want to take that meeting scheduling off that individual and find somebody else because it's not their lane and you want to find somebody whose lane it is and give it to somebody who's really good at doing that so each person is then responsible for the bit they're good at because 
like I say, in the example of the relay race, each person's responsible for their own 100 metres. They can't do somebody else's 100 metres. So make sure you've got the right people with the right skill sets doing your tasks for you. And if you do um, find yourself having issues, feel free to change those people around. If you find something, somebody that's good at doing one particular thing, make sure they keep doing that one particular thing and find somebody else to do the other stuff that they're not quite so good at. And I think that's a really important thing. Now, you can always have issues that are outside of your control. So, for example, in the relay race example, somebody may run their 100 metres perfectly, um, come up to their finish line, they're handing the baton over to the other person, and for whatever reason, the baton drops to the floor. So um, there's a scrabble to get the baton back up, get it to the new person before the new person can take off. Now, that's not anybody's fault in particular. Somebody's just dropped it by accident. Um, you know, the, the hand wasn't quite um, around it when you let go, or whatever the case may be. There's just something that's happened. Now, that is relating back to what we just talked about in terms of giving people a second chance. So if as a one-off you drop the baton, not a problem. But if somebody's regularly dropping the baton, then you really need to look at swapping that athlete out for somebody else. And, and an athlete is a really good example. So an athlete, when you think of an athlete, you think of somebody who's really good at what they do, who excels at the sport that they're in. That's how you become an athlete. That's what everybody thinks of. When you say the word athlete, you think of somebody who's at the top of their game, who's like a professional at what they do. So really, you want the best athlete for each of your tasks in your team. So if you've got an individual who's kind of introverted and doesn't like talking to people so much as working by themselves or working on structured tasks in the office, why would you send that person out to talk to estate agents or talk to customers if uh, if you know that? Keep them in the office, keep them on a structured project so you can get the best out of them and they can get the best out of you. By doing that, you're going to enable, you're going to keep people longer because they're doing work that they're naturally good at. And when people are naturally good at work, they enjoy doing it more than things they have to work at. That's just human nature. So it's worth trying to keep that in mind. It's really important. So the more appropriate tasks you can give an individual, the longer you're going to keep that individual on your team as well. So it's actually going to reduce attrition of your team members as well. And this isn't just for property. It isn't just for athletes. It's just, you can put this lesson across all businesses. So whatever business you're in, say you've got a dog grooming parlour, um, uh, you've got somebody who clips clips dogs, you might have an assistant on the front desk who meets people and, and uh, books appointments. You know, they're not going to be the same people who do both of those tasks usually. You're going to have one person that specialises in the reception bit who's who's meeting and greeting people, giving people their bills, booking people in, etc. You're going to have somebody out the back who's doing the doing the um, the clipping and the um, looking after the pets, etc. So you really want to make sure that you've got the best def- best athlete for your roles. So uh, hopefully that's helped. Um, it's it's an interesting perspective. So like I said, my friend who asked me about what to do about that his partner who hadn't quite managed to deliver now i said you know you've got to have that honest look around is it a regular thing or no is this the first time it's happened or is it kind of a consistent thing is it a a trend that's growing or decreasing you know you've got to take that and you've got to be honest you've got to look honest and really self-assess that issue so is it a one-off? In which case, yep, you just you just got to let it go. You know, shit happens, and you've got to you've got to move on from that. So you've really got to 
kind of let that go and don't let it ruin that relationship or that partnership because of a one-off, you know, a one-off thing. It doesn't matter how much the big piece of business you lost as a result of it was, you know, it wasn't intentional. It was just an accident. So let that go. Don't let it destroy that relationship. However, if it's becoming more and more regular, have you had that conversation to say, look, this is becoming a habit and we need to look at fixing this because it's costing us business. Um, it's causing, a, a, you know, it's having an effect on how we're working. Have you had that honest discussion? And if you've not had that hon honest discussion, go and have that honest discussion if you're at that point. Now, if you've already had that discussion and it's still not improving, then you've really got to let that person go. And, you know, and you can have that conversation with them. You know, you're doing them a disservice if they're not enjoying the work anymore, if they're not delivering. You know, if somebody's not consistently delivering, you know, you, you, they're not naturally going to be enjoying coming to work. So, so you're doing them a disservice by keeping them on. Um, even though, uh, you know, maybe you're friends or something for, a, for but you've been friends for years and years and years and they, they were working well, but they've slowly kind of decided that it's not for them. They don't want to be doing that anymore. They want to try something else. You're actually doing them a disservice by keeping them on. You would help them more by letting them go and find other opportunities and maybe you can help them find other opportunities. So maybe the, you know somebody in your industry that can do that can offer them a role doing what they want to be doing or what their skill set is so that they can um, add more value. Uh, maybe maybe you don't. So maybe you can just sit down with them and help them do a job search and kind of list their skills because you giving them a list of what they're really good at could help focus them and help them identify new roles and jobs that they'd be good at. So that's going to be really helpful and that's going to soften the blow a little bit as well if you help them out like that and maybe you can help them look for roles keep them on payroll still doing stuff for you but maybe change what they're doing slightly or minimize what they're doing so they're not working on as big projects that don't matter so much if they go wrong so maybe try doing that so that's everything i wanted to talk about today that's teamwork so if uh, you have any questions head over to the facebook page um, drop a drop a message on there and I'll get back to you um, talk to other people and see how they operate their teams and how they work and how they find the best people with the best skills to do the roles that they've got um, that's always interesting so have a word with people when you're at your next networking event or, or whatever um, to, to find out how they manage their teams and how they deal with kind of poor performance and um, preventing it going down a slippery slope because um, that you'll find that helpful as well so that's all I'm going to say today. Thank you very much for listening. I've been Gordon Doan and you've been great. Thank you very much. Bye-bye.